Hello, this is Hugo Prévost, and you're listening to SVGA, your PC Retro Gaming Podcast. With me, as always, is uh, Robert Hales. Hello, Robert. Hello, Hugo. How are you doing? Uh, how are you doing? Yes, I'm trying. Gonna try to, to pronounce English words correctly, please. So, <laughs> how are you doing, Robert? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm getting by. I'm a little behind on sleep, but eventually I'll get. Yeah, I think it's uh, we both need some uh, more sleep after the election, so we'll try to keep it plain and simple today. Uh, as you may have guessed it, uh, with the title of the episode that I haven't written yet, but I'm seeing in the future, uh, <laughs> today is DLC number six. And um, I wanted to talk with you, to discuss with you uh, the, the, the topic of uh, game collections. Because we are both, of course, about gamers, of course, PC gamers and uh, retro gamers too. And I had a few questions for you. Uh, first of all, I wanted to know, do you, I, I mean, I know you have some board games before we cut our uh, mm -hmm. video cameras because uh, mysteriously our internet connection is bad today. But before we cut the, the video image, I said you had you have some board games behind you. But uh, do you do you collect uh, video games? Uh, not not physical copies. I mean, I used to have some, but over the years and, you know, four or five moves, they uh, they just you know, do I really need to put this in a box and carry it around? And so, no, no, I don't really, uh, none, none of what I had really survived except for the odd, you know, game disc. Uh, but other than that, no, yeah. it's all, it's all online. Yeah. It's all digital. I understand what you mean. Uh, I mean, I, I was in your position, uh, not so long ago. I mean, I, I had, when I was young, I remember carrying around, for whatever reason, uh, a CD case uh, with 15, 20 games in it. And uh, don't know why I was carrying it around because you don't need <laughs> a game CD when you're outside your house, obviously. But uh, maybe you went to a, to a friend's house or something. And, uh, well, copy protection wasn't what it is today. You didn't need, it, didn't need maybe a, a CD key or you carried around the, the little paper with a CD key on it in the CD case and yeah. uh, use that again and again and again. Um, and eventually, like you, they all got uh, thrown away. Uh, when Steam arrived, I was like, okay, that, that's the future now. Everything's going to be online. Everything's going to be digital. And uh, eventually, I stumbled upon a YouTuber named uh, LGR, His name is Kling Basinger. I think I've mentioned it a few times before uh, on, on this show. And he's basically the, the, the one person that made me want to collect games again, especially big boxes. So from the oh, yes. 80s, from the 90s, from the early 2000s, I think they stopped doing big boxes in 2005. Yeah, uh, I, remember, I remember getting a small box of Half-Life Opposing Force. Yeah, so they went from big boxes to small to smaller boxes, and then DVD cases, and then basically nothing. Uh, and so yeah, so I started to collect again, and to go on eBay, to uh, go to local uh, 
village des valeurs well, Montreal uh, what's the name in English value village value village yeah, yeah. and uh, the uh, what they call renaissance here and so uh, and other shops like these and you could easily find uh, boxed copies of all games for about three or four dollars each and it was for a time it was a really really good way to Uh, mostly, I think go, go back to to your roots in a sense. Yeah, because you started to well, I started to to find games that I used to play back in back in the day, and just feel to be nostalgic about these days. I, I found you. It's <laughs> I'm sorry to bring this up once again, but I found a box copy of. of uh, Phantasmagoria, for example, found boxes, box copies of other games uh, that we, I think some we talked about on this show, some we, we didn't because they're really, really bad. Uh, and, <laughs> and so, yeah, so eventually I got a few dozen games like these. And so, and yeah, you talked about moving and it's, I mean, when I moved in my actual... Uh, house my current house um it i needed six or seven boxes maybe eight small smaller ish oh. smaller ish boxes but still a few boxes to to just carry what is basically collectibles and huh, that, that's a lot to carry around now, it, do you, do you it, like yeah. w with these do you go through do you read the manuals do you are any of them playable even Uh, just, uh... I think maybe some are playable. Basically, they they developed for Windows 98, Windows 95 sometimes, even maybe earlier right. operating systems. And uh, there's a whole aspect of retro gaming that is maintaining old machines and getting some what they call new old stock, which is basically new parts, but from... 20 or 30 years ago and just having these 90 windows 95 windows 98 pcs or even ms dos pcs and just installing the physical media. but I, i don't really go through manuals i just i mean i'll open the box and i'll be right. i find it cool that everything is in there there's usually lots of stuff in there i remember finding a, a clock uh, map and an RPG game. And I was thinking, <laughs> you, you could never get this today unless you pay 140 bucks for the ultimate premium titanium edition that you had to pre-order six months in advance and so on and yeah. so on. And so, yeah, it's basically just having more stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like stamps, I guess. You, you, you don't, you find it cool that you have some odd, stamps that you can collect you'll never use them really to, to post something <laughs> uh, so I guess it's just accumulating stuff and maybe that's a problem that <laughs> right that's probably a problem but yeah um, but yeah so eventually I just ran out of space I mean I, I moved in my new place and I bought some new shells uh The, the whole shebang, a whole system of bookshelves with with uh, glass doors and so on and so on. And it just was filled out 
almost instantly just unpacking these games. And I'm now at a point where I, when I see big bucks games, I mean, I don't really see them anymore because they, they, there's this craze going on for <laughs> two or three years now where everything retro is ultra coveted and ultra pricey online and everywhere else. So I, I'm not going to pay $30 for an old PC game that I can even, cannot even play. Um, right. And so it's just to a point where it's just perfectly at the time where I, I don't have really don't have space anymore for this, and so it's well, I have a few dozens games, a dozen games, and that's it. Uh, do you, Do you have any favorites that you're like, wow, I can't believe I found this one? Uh, I, I, I will need to check because now it's everything's covered by my wonderful audio yeah. system, audio dampening system. See, that's that's the thing our, our our listeners don't know is whenever I. I see them. They're they're always covered in in your moving mats or whatever they are <laughs> that keep the the sound reflections off. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if we used to record without this system. I mean, we used to record when there was construction at my old place. That was worse. <laughs> but uh, when I moved in, I did a few episodes where everything's closed down. So the the windows closed down, of course, the door and the doors in glass too. And then uh, it was for another show. But one of my uh, don't want to say co-anchors, but uh, uh, one of the other person doing this with me said, well, it sounds like you're in a cave. And and it did. And so I, I found this system for $30, I think. So two moving mats from Home Depot, uh, just pl- place them over my bookshelves, place them over the door, and that's it. But it's ugly. It's quite ugly. Uh, but yeah, yeah it, I don't get to see see the nice things behind it. Uh, I could send you a picture. Uh, but yeah, if I have a favorite, um, I, I'm, I'm really glad to have found a full, complete edition of the uh, of Morrowind, which is a, oh. an RPG game from uh, Bethesda. Uh, the Scrolls Three, the the third in this series. Well, not really the third in this series. That's a whole other discussion. But yeah, the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, and with the two expansions, with what they called the, uh, they did the same size for Warcraft. They called it the Battle Chest, and right, yeah. so it's basically a longer box, in, in which they can f- put everything, the man, the, all the manuals, all the discs, and so on and so on. So I, I'm quite happy to have found this. I think I have two copies of it. And that's a bit... Uh, that's one uh, way to see that I, I do indeed have a problem. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, but, but, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll reserve my judgment. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I do have some favorites. I do have ones that uh, maybe in jewel cases that I'm not as proud maybe I have to, to have found I got some mm. I think I have Rebel Assault on, on diskettes uh, Ooh, without I remember any, that one without any really horrible game but yeah. uh, very cool <laughs> yeah but there was the uh, era of the um, not the not the full motion video but the uh, basically it's 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 a movie-ish where you can sometimes make choices yeah. and it's like a whole turret section uh, the only the the only thing you do is maybe sometimes go right or left and shoot and that's it. Uh, yeah, I also remember it being very difficult, but 
Oh, uh, like, uh, listen, it's, it's just, sort of, yeah. Yeah, we, we're, we're getting down a hole here, but yeah, no, that's <laughs> an odd one I spent a lot of time with. It's really far in my memory, yeah. It's been at least 25 years and more since I've played Rebel Assault, so it's it's been a while. Uh, and and so, yeah, I have a few that, well, I got rid of, of, of some of them uh, over the years. I think I had... Once I had Jar Jar's Matt Adventure or something like that. Mm. And uh, no, that's Yoda. That's not Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. yeah no, so that's, uh, but anyway, uh, something I found at a thrift shop, thrift store, and just like I said, for three or four dollars. And it, it, I, think, I think it was at the same time that I was collecting typewriters. So you know, you know where I was mentally. Right. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, if you have the play, I, I think I was living in Verdun, uh, Verdun at the time, and I just had all the space and more. So uh, we had about twenty four hundred square feet of space, which is insane. And we have crystal chandeliers, and which is also insane. And so I could, I mean, for a while we 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 thought about. Buying a ping pong ping pong table for my office, not even for the uh-huh. rest of the apartment, for my office in the apartment. So wow. it tells you about the space that we Pretty had big. to to use. Uh, but yeah, so I have a few dozens. I uh, also have some joysticks. I bought some old joysticks. I think I, I've sent you some pictures of these uh, over the month, over the time. Uh, when I wanted to to ask you. Um, since you don't collect big bucks, do you, do you feel like buying digital games is a form of uh, collecting? No, no, not not in the same way. I mean, for starters, if you're collecting old like big box things, there's no guarantee any of that stuff will even work. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if I'm buying something digitally, I expect to be able to use it in some way. Yeah. Um, one of the annoying things, though, is especially with older games, is how much, um, for example, controls weren't something you could change or set. Yeah. They just existed, and you you knew how to play the game by going through the manual. And so when we did Wing Commander, for example, which you hated, <laughs> which, terrible opinion, but that's fine. Um, one of the things that I really didn't like about it was that the controls... It, you have to look them up, and going through a PDF manual just uh, does yeah. not have the same charm. Because when you read through these manuals, there's all kinds of lore and explanations of stuff, and it's like, no, just take me to the control page. Like it, it really loses its charm. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's, I mean, at least the controls were working. I mean, we could use our modern joysticks mm-hmm. to, but because it was so simple, and you could not. I, th- I think we'd, we we would have a problem if we tried to play a simulator from maybe the mid nineties, something oh, yeah, somewhere like that. Where it, it's extremely difficult. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, you could you could not rebind the controls, and you had to have exactly you have to choose maybe from a list of joysticks uh, yeah. that were available at the time. So uh, it's something. You get to a point where exactly, yeah, there's a. Not that the game won't be compatible with Windows, it's because usually people from GOG or Steam or wherever take care of this. 
but it's more like there's a technological uh, gray zone maybe mm-hmm. where you end up and it's fine to to say that oh i have a copy of this but yeah can you play it uh, maybe not but you got it for one dollar so <laughs> yeah yeah there's also that but yeah it's uh, feel like uh, like you i think that buying a game digitally digital, let me start again sorry digitally <laughs> there we go uh, it's i mean yeah it's fun to say that oh i own but let's switch maybe talk about modern game oh i own deck loop for example which came out a few weeks ago now um oh i own i don't know uh whatever newest game that came out uh, yesterday or we came out in in a week and I have an advanced copy but it basically yeah it's not I think since you cannot hold it um, it's less because there's always sales there's always uh, promotion that you can get oh get the entire series of games for 20 bucks and it's mm-hmm. eight games, 25 DLCs, and blah, blah, blah. And it's only going to be a name in your in a long, very long list on, on Steam or another platform. And it's, yeah, going to be able to play it. But uh, there's something missing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, because it's, it's so obviously, you know, transient. Like, you, it's... You own it, but you own access to it. Yeah, you know a DRM key or whatever that's linked to an account. It's it's not the same as, you know, getting an old like there were. I remember for years when I was younger, we uh, we had a copy of the game Shuttle, which was like a space shuttle simulator, and it came with this giant poster that was you know the size of a wall poster, just showing all the control panels and switches Mm -hmm. that you basically needed to understand to be able to play this game. And obviously it was never really able to effectively play this game, but (laughs) just to, to get a thing and then to have a poster showing like, these are all your control panels and all your switches, you know, that kind of physical thing. You, you can do that with a PDF and, you know, I, I play a lot of simulators, and there's this guy uh, Chuck who does Chuck's guides. Um, he he puts together things that break these things all down, and they're like really well made PDFs, like designed to flip through on an iPad or just you know on your your laptop or whatever you've got beside while you're you're playing the thing. But it is missing a certain something that mm. you know that that to see it on a, a big paper object, uh, yeah, more yeah, interesting. You. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I remember I haven't played as many simulation games as you did, but when I was really into uh, Elite Dangerous, I had... Uh, you get to a point where there's 2,500 buttons and options and whatever, and so you need you need something to remember where is what on your joystick because it's not written down on the little button. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to... Eventually, you get to memorize it, but... You need to know how to turn, how to activate the weapons, for example, or how to get out that damn landing gear that you need to to land on <laughs> on the planet or on the space station. And so uh, I'm lucky enough to have two monitors, and I use the mm-hmm. uh, the one on the right to just 
show the PDF where everything is labeled. Uh, everything is specifically labeled for my just uh, my joystick model, and so on and so on. But and so I could refer to it while I was flying or fighting or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's not the same. I mean, it's more useful that way. I think to have to need to that to need to have to go through a physical book. But yeah, in a sense, it's we're making do with what we have instead of exploring something. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I buy a game. Uh, whatever the name is on whatever platform, and this they they say, oh, you get some artwork with it, you get uh, uh, some bonuses. Uh, I'll never go look at them. I never delve into it. It's always oh, I'm gonna play the game and that's it. And I don't know if you do you do that? Do you explore the bonus the the, the bonus content of the on the game you buy uh, online? Not now, essentially never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a time I've done it, and now I I really don't think I have. Yeah, maybe this maybe I did that for the soundtrack once or twice, and but even you know what? Even with soundtracks, yeah. the only time really that I listen to them is that when you accidentally start them in Steam or something. I'm like, oh shit, how do I turn that off? <laughs> Yeah, or if it's if it's really good, I'm gonna listen to it on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. So it's I'm not gonna go, not gonna really think to go. Oh, I'm gonna go in the game folder and then just try to. And I don't know how it works on Steam, but I know that with GOG you can download everything at once, or you can download only the extras if you want. But I, I'm not gonna wait to install a 15 gig gigabytes game just to listen to the music. If I need right. to do that, so it's once again, it's you get more stuff, but do you really need more stuff? And that's our capitalistic podcast for today, friend. Although that's not <laughs> 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 no, but uh, yeah, it's something. I think when there was and going back to to big boxes and stuff like that, when the when there were. Was where anyway, when there <laughs> when there was big boxes, um, I think it was because the developers could not fit necessarily fit everything on the CD or on, or mm-hmm. even more on the on the diskette, and then they had to rely on well imagination first, but and like I said, some uh, maps and manuals uh, from the real world to compensate the deficiencies of the of the in game universe. And then when they moved to games on CD or DVD, suddenly you had all this, and even more online, you have all the space that you'll ever need. Uh, even for something like Warzone, how how big is it then? now? It's 250 oh, gigs I, or more? I, easily, yeah. I I couldn't tell you at the moment because my PC is powered down, yeah. but uh, it's, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. But it's not for manuals; it's for sound clips and textures, textures. and whatever. And, but but yeah, mostly so, textures. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's there. There was a point, a specific point, where some of the magic was lost. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. And maybe I'm I'm trying too hard to find something in. Well, it's uh, to some extent. I mean, now games are able to be like a lot more cinematic yeah. 
and and build the the lore and the background and stuff into the game where before you know you were just kind of dropped into them because you know limits of technology and so there were there were things around it that you needed to kind of build up all that stuff and now it's just in the game yeah but I which think, you yeah. know is mostly positive but it you know there's downsides maybe that's there's the idea that you get you got more bang for your buck at the time because now today oh you, of course you get this like you said cinematic game that's gonna last sorry for maybe 15 20 25 hours even more if you're playing an rpg for example and but at the time maybe the rpg also lasted 40 50 60 hours and then you got a manual and then you got a map and then you got trinkets or whatever and now you're gonna pay more not with inflation but you're gonna pay more in uh, is it called absolute value anyway you're gonna pay more in your head maybe to for a game that's there won't be this this more stuff as it yeah. was uh, a few decades back But, yeah, but now you can now you can spend all your money on skins and you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you? Because, like you said, you got rid of your boxes. Uh, I mean, which is okay. Which which is what I did for a while, and then uh, Al Jar just grabbed me back in. But um, <laughs> did you transfer this? Were you interested enough in collecting that you transferred this for to I don't know books, board games, or something else? I mean, no, not really. I, I think the reason I have so many books is different because um, I, I I think for the most part I think I, I have a lot of books, uh, too many to actually fit in my apartment. There's no <laughs> box in the basement in my apartment building right now. Uh, well, several boxes that we don't need to go into the whole details, but there's a lot. Um, but the, the buying of books is different because I just, I, I prefer reading a book to reading it on my Kobo. Like in the same way that, you know, it, I find a digital book feels even sort of, I, I'm less attached to it than, than even a digitally bought video game. Yeah. Um, And I and I find the sort of, for whatever reason, I read books more completely when you know I have the physical book. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I, I I don't think, at least as far as I've thought about it, I don't I don't think the two are really really connected. Yeah, I mean, yeah, understand. I mean, it's same thing for me. I I have a a new reader. It was a, a gift from my uh, my SO, and I was really happy about it at the time, and I still use it today. But I won't spend nearly as much time reading on this than I spend on reading uh, physical books. And mm -hmm. yeah, comparing this to to video games, I mean, you can take a book from 200 years ago, and you you're still gonna be. I mean, 500 years ago, if you can read Latin, for example, or something yeah. else. But you can still read it. It's still usable in, in a way. And if you take a game from 10 years ago, 
uh, maybe you have driver issues, maybe you have compatibility issues, maybe the servers will be will be down and you won't be able to play it. Uh, of course, it's a game is not the same as a book, but as a as an object of I don't want to say distraction, but as an object of leisure, maybe mm-hmm. um, it's completely different. But yeah, it's a whole other whole other topic. But yeah, I think it's. Uh, like I mean, I told you that I, I collected uh, board games too, and uh, maybe at one point, once again, it's <laughs> it's more about filling uh, a hole or a void or whatever else it is. But um, and then I got to a point where once again I run out of space or just mm-hmm. time to 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 play them. It's like video games. I have I don't know how maybe hundred games on Steam because. I uh, I bought a f- a f- a f- lots of them on sales, or I got some uh, codes for a review on on, on Piev and what and so on and so on. But I just end up with hundreds of games that I'll never play because there's yeah. always new stuff coming out, and it's just blinds on a list. Uh, it's like books. I mean, books eventually. I, run out of space once again and so i have to get rid of some books but it's again and again it's oh there's this new thing that you have to to read and it's going to take you 10 15 20 hours and in that same time you won't be able to read this or that or going to be won't be able to to play this or that and Mm. eventually just it's just a race for your off time basically that's what it is um so yeah, it's a point where we just we but buy stuff and then we you, we don't buy stuff anymore and then you buy a house and you fill it with more stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is getting quite uh, a little little philosophical. Yeah. Maybe we should maybe we should leave it there before we start <laughs> discussing you know the nature of existence. Oh yeah, uh, tell me about. It. Oh, I have to. Oh, that's what. Uh, it was uh, quite funny. Just uh, we, and we're gonna end this, uh, end it on this. But uh, my sister sends regularly sends me pictures of her two daughters, mm-hmm. and the older, oldest one, the oldest is four now, and she's starting to read. So she's starting to, to at least she tries to, and she knows some letters and and there's a. Um, a place, a public, but not a public library, but you know the, the boxes when you can give books and take some out too. And uh, and then she took one and my, my sister sent me a picture. And she was recognizing some of the letters in the book and pronouncing them, which was super cute. I was really proud as an uncle and so on and so on. And yeah. then I saw that the book was by Kondera. And I was <laughs> like, okay, that's a bit too much for a four-year-old. <laughs> but anyway uh, i think that's it for our dlc i hope you had uh, as fun listening to it that we had fun talking about it and um maybe we'll uh, i'll send you some maybe i'll put on some pictures of my uh some parts of my collection on the uh on social media so that everyone that's listening right now can also see the extent of my uh don't want to say problem but my my passion maybe <laughs> and it's, anyway yeah yeah well we 
problem passion. It's 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 you know a very fine line. They both start with a P. I think that that's yeah, what we're trying go. to say. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Robert, for being here today with me. Oh, thank you for having me. And everyone listening right now, of course, thank you to you too. You can catch up on all previous DLCs and our previous episodes. And yeah, we are uh, going to produce another episode soon. I just have to get uh, back into the grind, as they say, and just uh, <laughs> uh, try my hand at... Uh, did we mention what was the next game? What the next game was already? I don't know. It's, it's worth repeating. Yeah, it's one think... I'm looking forward to. <laughs> uh, could you tell us the name of the, the, the next game, Robert? We will be playing IL-2 Sturmovic uh, 1946, which is the original game and then a bunch of add-ons that eventually got tacked on to it. Yeah, so, so it's a fun one. I really enjoy it. Uh, I am looking forward to play it. Just have, like we said in the, the beginning, we had an election here, and we all have lives and so on and so on. So everything is getting uh, a bit backed up, but we'll get to this uh, soon, I hope. And uh, until next time, so everyone, once again, uh, thank you. Um, if you want to support us, there's a new system because I got rid of. The old way, which was complicated, and just have to go on uh, pf.ca. There's a whole uh, wonderful PayPal logo. Just click on this, and you'll be taken to a page where you can uh, give us a donation if you want, if you want to support the podcast or the website in general. And if you want to subscribe, if you're not subscribed already to our podcast, you can go on Apple Podcasts. We are also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, Balado Québec, who is our host. So thank you once again, and uh, until next time. Until next time.